0: by Fleetwood Mac boy are we surrounded by a lot of lies let me open this file up I thought well better get this recorded while I can still remember how in the hell I got here A little bit of swearing in the show buckle up kids we're in for a ride okay okay who are those sweet little carters hiding in fucking plain sight Why do I keep saying evil has to come packaged as help? I will be back later with a lot more about Africa and all this business, but not today. Buckle up, this is quite a wild, alarming story, okay? Jimmy and Rosalind Carter used to be JFK and Jacqueline Kennedy. Go look on my um, website, Psychopath In Your Life. Click on the tab that says hiding in plain sight I made a copy of a video which explains why JFK is now being played by Jimmy and Roslyn well so what do we think about them Um, I don't know how this stuff happens but I was just taking a break and I was scanning around when I look around on my laptop you know see what the liars are all up to and stuff and right in front of me is a suggested video called An Inside Look at President and Mrs. Carter's Offices from 2021. I about lost my mind at about six minutes in, okay? I was just sitting there, you know, looking at my laptop, watching the Carter Center, the intro and stuff. And about six minutes, it has hit me like a rock. So anyway, so let me continue on here. Um, So, by all accounts, Jimmy and Roslyn Carter led a quiet life filled with charity and down-home activities in the decades after leaving Washington, D.C. He often flew commercial when traveling, and he would frequently greet other guests throughout the flight. Jimmy Carter has written over 30 books ranging from political memoirs to poetry while continuing to actively comment on ongoing American and global affairs. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 2002 for his work in co-founding the Carter Center. Okay, and I'll get back to other things about Carters and Kennedys. Today, I'm just focusing on what the Carter Center is doing in Africa, okay? Because they're involved in um, making sure elections are fair and safe and, um, so anyway, so, um, and I had some stuff about the Kennedys and the Fitzpatricks, I don't care about all that stuff. They're all, they're all interrelated, okay? One thing that stood out when this show, it said about Carter, he doesn't like big shots and he doesn't think he's a big shot said Carter's formal communications director. So let's take a look at this um, video. I recommend you go watch it, okay? Ignorance is a choice, okay? The video is called, An Inside Look at President and Mrs. Carter's Offices. And it is right there on YouTube. They have their own channel called the Carter Center. Very easy to find, okay? So I'm watching along, and what I did was screenshots about the time that I shot up straight, okay? Okay, so watching this video, okay? The Carter Center is about waging peace, fighting disease, and building hope. Well, I would argue it is the fucking opposite of this, okay? So anyway, so right there at about the six-minute part, there's this um, thing of worms on, on Jimmy Carter's desk, okay? And it said, Testament as the fiery serpent. And so there's this um, thing about these worms going on. And I'll get back to all this other religious crap and stuff later, but let's just focus on this, okay? So right there on his desk is this bunch of worms. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's that about, right? And then they go to show that right across the pond, outside President Carter's window is this statue. Well, what's this statue of? It's a statue called Sightless Among Miracles by this R.T. Wallen of Alaska. And it is this statue called Sightless Among Miracles, okay? Talk about evil coming packages help. These people, it's just stunning, okay? So let me back off and keep going, okay? He also loves this statue so much he has a replica on his desk, okay? What is the statue of? It depicts a blind man being led by a young boy, Africans, black people, okay? This is what he looks at from his window of his office is this blind man being led by a young boy, okay? Africans. The next thing it said, a typical scene in many remote parts of Africa and one often caused by a disease known as river blindness. The Carter Center and strong partners work with national ministries of health in Africa and Latin America to eliminate this disease that affects tens of millions of people and is one of the leading causes of preventable blindness in the world. Together, the center and partners, this will become a thing of the past. And Mrs. Carter is, speaks up and says, Guinea worm, this is what it's called in Africa, Guinea worm, okay? And Guinea worm came after smallpox, and I'll get to there in a second. Guinea worm, she says, was the first one we started with. And when we got into these countries, which are the poorest, most isolated in the world, we see other diseases that people are suffering from and it's it's just grown, one thing after another. So they see this disease going on in Africa, this worm, okay. Um, and what is this worm? Well, this worm, um, let me see. This other quote was, most work of the Carter Center is in remote villages and the poorest nations in Africa. And she says, and there I have witnessed the capacity of destitute people to persevere under heartbreaking conditions. This is her speaking. I have come to admire their judgment and wisdom, their courage and faith. We've had some wonderful experiences whether working in the field of mental health or with caregivers or immunization programs or visiting some of our Carter Center programs. We've been very privileged. The American people have given us unlimited chances, unlimited opportunities, and make it possible for us to do that we would never have been able to do so. Another thing in this show that I found interesting is that um, they feature this desk that he sits at. And this desk is from the 1880s. Here again, 1880s, right? It was a gift from Queen Victoria to President Rutherford B. Hayes in 1880. And they they loved it so much they made a replica. Um, and what I found unique is... Um, he had his initials engraved in the middle of the center drawer and his initials are JC. Does JC stand for Jesus Christ? I don't know. That whole Bible thing is something else. And I believe that the Bible is what backs up all of this horror for the most vulnerable. Okay. I had the chance to have somebody help me with the Bible this week and come on, let's face it. That is the biggest work of fiction on earth. Okay. Cover your ears if you don't like what I have to say because that Bible is complete work of fiction. Go look for yourself, okay? Just do searches for, is the Bible fake? I'm not gonna spoon feed you here. The Bible is as fake as it gets. And, uh, what really got me going on the Bible this week was this friend knew a lot about the Bible and he said that Mary, who supposedly had Jesus, was supposedly between 12 and 14 years old. What the fuck is that about? 12 to 14 years old, does Mary have Jesus? I mean, come on, this thing is just loaded with red flags, okay, it has everything in every direction, and they admit that it is all made up, they talk about certain Bible people being liars that they acknowledge in the Bible, and it is all to lead us into this trap where we are right now. A lot of people, whether they believe or not, are going to be thinking, oh, maybe I should make things right with Jesus now, okay? Because it is the biggest trap that's led us here and led to all of this suffering, okay? Where do you see the most suffering? Well, where all these Christian people are hanging out helping people, right? So, let me get back here. So, what is this worm that was sitting on his desk? Well, this worm is called the Guinea worm. And it's, a, it's called the Draculatus. It sounds like Dracula. D-R-A-C-U-N-C-U-L-L-I-A-S-I-S, also called guinea, G-U-I-N-E-A, worm disease, okay? It's a parasitic infection by the guinea worm. A person becomes infected by drinking water containing water fleas infected with guinea worm larvae. The worms per penetrate the digestive tract and escape into the body where they develop over a year. Okay, well, I don't need to tell you any more about this horror show. Go look for yourself. Look up Guinea worm disease, and it is something else, right? Um, they say, they say, okay, Dranculasis is a disease of extreme poverty occurring in places with poor access to clean drinking water. Prevention efforts center on filtering water and removing the water fleas. Yeah, how's that going? Anyway, so um, they say that humans have had draculosis or whatever guinea worm since at least 1000 BCE. See, this is where the Bible. The Bible is really their backstory. Okay, you can say anything happened now. All these famines, all these floods which are, in fact, created by these people through their heart program, okay? Let's not deny the facts here, okay? So the Bible becomes a great backstop because they can say, oh, look, a thousand years ago there was this famine there, and now we're going to predict another famine here. Oh, let's get Noah out with his animals and stuff. So, yeah, see, the ba- the Bible becomes a complete backstop to all this horror. Instead of saying, well, maybe the, maybe the Carters are the ones who are giving the people these diseases and then coming in and acting like the heroes, right? Well, they can always point to that old Bible, right? Say, oh, humans have had it for a long time. Um, And then they go on to say, in the 19th and early 20th century, Draculasis was widespread amongst much of Africa and South Asia, affecting as many as 48 million people per year. The effect to eradicate began in the 1980s. Boom, boom, boom. Enter the Carters. So this is where I just really latched onto this, okay, because had no clue that this dracchynis or guinea worm was the new smallpox, okay? So So they made the first effort in the 1980s, excuse me, the effort to eradicate guinea worm began in the 1980s following, the successful eradication of smallpox. Funny how that worked, isn't it just amazing? Smallpox is on the way out and what comes in next? Well, Guinea worm disease. By 1995, every country with endemic draculosis or Guinea worm had established a national eradication program. In the ensuing years, Guinea worm cases have dropped precipitously and 15 previously endemic countries have been certified to have eradicated it, leaving the disease endemic in just four countries, Chad, Ethiopia, Mali, and South Sudan. A record low of 15 cases were reported worldwide in 2021. If the eradication program succeeds, Draculitis, or Guinea worm, will become the second human disease after smallpox that was ever eradicated. And go over to the Carter Center. They're doing some victory dances over there about eradicating this stuff, okay? And this stuff is like something out of a horror movie, okay? <clears throat> so, I have some maps and things I had looked at as far as, um, it if and when Guinea worm is eventually eradicated, It would become only the second human disease in history to face its demise. Smallpox was first eradicated in 1980. And then really, isn't it amazing how along came this horrific guinea worm disease, right? So, um, you can look up, there's lots of maps and data out there, not hard to find. Um, So, um... It's not a fatal condition, but it's pretty horrible, yeah. Um, and so this is this is where I'll be getting back to you more about this Africa business and this, how this fake Bible comes into here. But not going to go there today. But what they say is. Um, well, it, it's, it's, it's a horrific disease, okay? There's a good reason the guinea worm's nickname is fiery serpent. They keep talking about this worm being a serpent, and that has to do with the Bible, but I don't have the energy. We'll get back to that later. Why this fiery serpent? Why all this serpent business? Why do doctors have snakes on their logos? Well, these people are under serpents, and they're using these worms as mini-serpents in Africa. So yeah, can't get any stranger than that, can it? Um, the Carter Center, waging peace, fighting disease, building hope, a not-for-profit, non-governmental organization. The Carter Center has helped to improve life for people in over eight hundred co- country, and excuse me, eighty countries, by resolving conflicts, advancing democracy. Human rights and economic opportunity, preventing diseases and improving mental health care. The Carter Center was founded in 1982. Geez, funny, isn't that just weird, right? I mean, would I just say smallpox went out in the 80s and they come up with the Carter Center? Cha ching, cha ching. There's money in murdering poor Africans. Don't ever, don't lose sight of that, okay? And when you watch that um, video, Just pause on the part where Jimmy and Rosalind are dancing around in African clothing, smiling, okay? That's why I, I say that psychopaths clearly have a strong leaning towards sadomasochism, okay? They create the disease, they act like they're curing the disease, and they dance around with the actual victims of the fucking disease, okay? How insane is that? How psychopathic is that? Oh, I wrote a new page over at my website about the history of the psychopathic studies. Um, it's easy to find right there on the front page um, about the lies they did about the psychopathic studies. And this is the reason why they lied. So monsters like this would take over. So, okay. Um, so they say they had a big party recently um, and the Carter-led Guinea Worm. See, what happened was the Carters took over for the U.S. Government Department of Health to be in charge of this um, Guinea Worm deal, okay. Somehow it was discovered, and somehow the um, Carters became in charge of it all. Okay, Um, because I was looking through these dates. I always have to look at these dates for when this stuff got started. So we have smallpox going out in the 80s. We have the Carters starting their foundation. And then um, the Carter and its partners in the Guinea worm eradication efforts since 1989. It's amazing how that all happened, right? When the Carter Center assumed leadership of the Global Guinea Worm Eradication Program in 1986, an estimated 3.5 million cases occurred annually, mostly in Africa. In 2021, there were just 15 cases. At the end of June, just two cases had been provisionally reported in 2022. Okay, and then I had some more data as far as how this eradication program got going. No one ever wants to figure out how this stuff got going. They just see the Carters getting awards and think, "Oh, what good people they are!" Right? <laughs> Evil has to come packaged as help. Remote villages in Africa—what could possibly be going wrong? Of course, keep in mind that all of these so-called healthcare people going around these countries have implied immunity from anything, <clears throat> any harm that they create. Okay, they're immunity-free and they're tax-free. The global campaign to eradicate Guinea worm worm disease, also called GWD, began in 1980 at the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, our CDC, right here in this country. CDC suggested that the eradication of GWD would be an ideal indicator of success for the United Nations International Drinking Water Supply and Sanitation Decades because it was believed that people could only get GWD by drinking contaminated water. So they figure, oh, it's the water. A year later, GWD eradication was adopted as a sub-goal of this thing called the IDWSSD in 1984. Boy, isn't it lucky the Carters were getting their foundation done about that time. CDC was designated as the who are you gonna call? Collaborating Center for Research, Training, and Eradication of Draculosis. So who are you gonna call is always in this picture, right, funny? Um, who? Who, owls, who are you gonna call? Um, World Health Organization, yes, they're for our health, aren't they? Um, so yeah, so uh, 1984, who are you gonna call got involved? Um, and they always have these name changes which always throws me off for a while. In 2017, the Collaborating Center changed its name to the, who are you going to call, Collaborating Center for Draculosis Eradication. In 1986, there were 20 countries with GWD. These countries had about 3.5 million mostly 90% of the cases occurred in Africa. An additional 120 million people in Africa were at risk for GWD because of unsafe water supplies. That year, which was I talking here, 1986, the World Health Organization adopted a formal resolution calling for the elimination of GWD country by country. So 1986, they say, this has got to stop. This has just got to stop. So the Carter Center, working closely with Ministries of Health, took the lead for the Global Guinea Worm Eradication Program in 1986 and built local, national, and international partnerships. Boy, the Carters look like the head of the snake to me. Thinky, thinky, kids. Thinky, thinky. Support came from numerous donor agencies, foundations, institutions, and governments. Based on the success of the GWEP, the Who Are You Going to Call? adopted its first resolution to eradicate GWD from the world in 1991. A country has successfully interrupted transmission and eliminated GDW when there have been no reports of GWD for three or more years. And when you look at what this disease does to these kids in Africa, you will see that, well, this is, this is pretty evil stuff here, okay? I, you know, it's pretty hard to stun me, okay? And I have felt stunned since I've looked at this stuff, so that's why I'm only gonna deal with this today because of the stunned effect in my brain right now, okay? how, you know, they set these things up, but oh gee, they just happened to get in charge of it, all right. So, um, yeah, um, go look for yourself. It is, it is pretty gruesome stuff. Okay, so let's look at some of these charts that I had here. Um, yeah, when you look at these charts, you will see where are the red areas. Well, that would be Africa. Um, and the four cases, Africa. Um, and then, there's this other disease um, that got me started with that um, thing on Carter's desk and the thing that he looks at across from his window all day or whatever, whenever he's sitting in that office or whatever. Um, there's this other disease called, see, you notice that the eyes seem to get affected with these things, right? There's this other disease called i can't even pronounce it it's o-n-c-h-o-c-e-r-c-i-a-s-i-s also known as river blindness and it's a disease caused by infection with a parasitic worm so there's a parasitic worm that also causes causes two things it causes this um you know the worms that i was just talking about <laughs> just lost my mind with um So the ones that they're, the guinea worm, that they're supposedly eradicated, right? Well, there's this other disease floating around that got my attention because of that statue that he seems to love so much. And that's a disease caused by river blindness. And that one, look up, you can look up distribution, um, endemic countries, and that is mainly Africa and South America where this river blindness is going on. Um, and supposedly this parasite is spread by the bites of a black fly. Okay. Now I don't know about you, but I've never been to, I don't know, medical school or anything, but it appears to me that breeding flies and, oh, I don't know, things like grasshoppers that they have been known to breed, you know, just for dropping and it causes famines and stuff. See, that's how this Bible really plays into it because they can say, oh, look, look, back in the day of this Bible person, there were famines from locusts. Well, where'd those locusts come from? Well, the locusts came from these people here, right? So they can fill it into the backstory and say, look, in the Bible, they had all these locust attacks, all these famines. And then everybody seems to miss what's going on now is the fact that these diseases, these bugs and things, and these horrible diseases are being created by these people here, right? So then they come in with the vaccine and how they can further paralyze some of these poor countries is by saying, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got one case of Guinea worm again. We thought it was eradicated. So let's get everybody on medicine, okay? That's how they move in with the pills, right? Because there's a page here that I have, I want to share with you. I was looking into the cure, right? because they say that a vaccine against these diseases does not exist. Prevention is by avoiding being bitten by flies. This may include the use of insect repellent and proper clothing. Well, that insect repellent is pretty dangerous, okay? They use, uh, what was I talking about in one show? DDT is still used in countries like this for insect control, so I'm not sure that the cure isn't worse than the disease that they give you, but... Okay, so... Um, and other efforts include those to decrease the fly population by spraying insecticides. Efforts to eradicate the disease by treating entire groups of people twice a year are ongoing in a number of areas of the world. And that's why I was looking at these medicines, right? Because there was all this talk about ivermectin during this um, f- fake virus thing, right? People were talking about, oh, we could use ivermectin, but they're, they want to sell us a more expensive drug. But see, this is all about how it works, right? Because nobody seems to mention all the things that happen because of ivermectin use, right? Because all of the side effects. So, um, so what they're doing in this, I was looking at some of the. The treatments, right? Um, they use this antibiotic, doxycycline, whatever, weakens the worms by killing an associated bacterium called something else and is recommended by some as well. So, and they also say the lumps under the skin that these people get from these diseases can be removed by surgery, right? Okay, there's about 15.5 million people infected with river blindness. So, um, most infections occur in sub-Sahara Africa, although cases have also been reported in Yemen and isolated areas of Central and South America. Um, how the river eye stuff got going is here. Um, In 1915, this physician, Rodolfo Robles, first linked the worm to eye disease. It is listed by the, who are you going to call, as a neglected tropical disease. But they said in 2013, Colombia became the first country to eradicate it. Um, Common side effects. Wait a minute, I don't remember if the side effects was from the disease or the pills. Um, Let me scroll down here. (laughs) I think it was the disease, but I don't want to give you bad information. I have so many files here. I'm just trying to show you how I got here to what murderous people these Carters are. Um, And then there is other disease about the eyes for some weird reason called trachoma, T-R-A-C-H-O-M-A. It's an infectious disease caused by this bacteria. The infection causes a roughening of the inner surface of the eyelids. Um, The roughening can lead to pain in the eye, and that's too much, and eventual blindness. Okay, so lots going on with the eyes there, right? Um, So yeah, um, and let me get to, I have some information to share as far as the cures. Oh, also, I was looking at, because of that part of the world, I was looking into malaria. Malaria is also being treated with some pretty drastic drugs still. Um, it's an infec- mosquito-borne infections that affects humans and other animals. Malaria. A lot of use in that part of the world. They claim malaria, um, highest risk of malaria, 1946, 1966, and 1994. Well, mainly Africa. And South America and some underlying places. Um, so, yeah, malaria is still going on. And uh, malaria is another reason they hand out those ibmectin pills like crazy, okay, <clears throat> in these poor countries. Um, in Africa, oh, they say malaria causes $12 billion a year in Africa alone for malaria costs. Um, Okay, here's where the, I was looking at the medicines because that's always the deadly part of this deal, right? They create the disease and they come in with this deadly cure. Okay. Um, the Carter Center's Lymphatic um, Elimination Program is part of its integrated program in two states in Nigeria. Okay. And this specifically said, um, this program combats... River blindness, trachoma, malaria, and some other soil-transmitted diseases, okay? The program involves mass administration of two drugs, ivermectin and some other drug in Sub-Saharan Africa. Or they use DDT in other areas, okay? So what is ivermectin? I talked about that in the past, but just as a refresher course, okay? Okay, ibmectin is a generic drug. The brand name is Stromacol, S-T-R-O-M-E-C-T-O-L. I don't believe it is um, still protected by patent. That's why the big deal about ibmectin before, because people were saying, oh, this new drug is still within the patent and sells for hundreds of dollars but instead you can get ibmectin for close to free because ibmectin is on the... Who are you going to call? A list of drugs to dish out in Africa. Well, what's going on with ivermectin? Common side effects. Common side effects: pruritus of skin, fever, skin rash, tachycardia, lympho—I can't pronounce these words—corneal limbitis, eyes, corneal opacity, eyes, conjunctivitis, eyes, eyelid edema, eyes, and dizziness. A lot of, the, lot of side effects of. Ivermectin have to do with the eyes, right? Well, gee, I thought they were supposed to be to help these people in Africa with their eyes, right? Information is free and easy to find, kids. Just look for ivimectin and side effects and the world is your oyster. Why does it have all these side effects that have to do with the eyes when supposedly it is treating eyes? And here's more eye stuff, peripheral edema That has to do with swelling of the eyes or skin facial edema, headache disorder, nausea, and diarrhea. And then on this list of side effects, it said tell your doctor right away if any of these rare but various various side effects occur. Now, the ones I just listed were common side effects, okay? So rush to your doctor if you have neck or back pain, swelling of the face, arms, hands, or feet, chest pain, fast heartbeat, confusion, seizures, loss of consciousness. And then it went on to say, a very serious allergic reaction to this drug is rare. However, seek immediate medical attention if you notice any symptoms of a serious allergic reaction, including rash, itching, swelling, severe dizziness, trouble breathing, Other things to consider. Headaches, dizziness, muscle pain, nausea, or diarrhea may occur. If you are being treated for river blindness, you may experience reactions to the dying parasites during the first four days of treatment, including joint pain, tender and swollen lymph nodes, eye swelling, redness, pain, weakness, vision changes, itching, rash, and fever. If any of these effects persist or worsen, tell your doctor or pharmacist promptly. To reduce dizziness upon standing, get up slowly when rising from a sitting or lying position. Yeah, well, there was one other drug um, here that they hand out and um, for medication used for a variety of, parasitic worm infections and um, it is useful for blah 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 it is taken orally common side effects to include nausea abdominal pains and headaches another reason why and I am I am simply guessing at this point okay if they tell these people up front that these side effects are normal then they can seriously ignore them for days, right? Until it probably gets to more advanced stages. I'm just thinking how that could happen, right? If you tell people, well, you know, the first four days things might be a little bit rocky, but just hang in there, okay? Potentially serious side effects include bone marrow suppression, which usually improves on stopping the medication. Liver inflammation has been reported and those with prior liver problems are at greater risk. It is pregnancy category C in the United States and category D in Australia, meaning it may cause harm if taken by pregnant women. Now you also have to understand that, um, to be very clear, that these medicines are being handed out to people in villages, remote, isolated parts of the world, right? Most of them likely have language issues, right? Can any of them really read the instructions or really comprehend them? Well, of course not. It is part of the plan, not the bug in the system. Eugenics right here in the open, right? So um, this drug I was just talking to, albinazole, um, that has these bone marrow problems. Um, Albendazole was developed in 1975 and is on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Well, and there was one other great medication I was looking at on that list. Um, dethylcarbazine is a medication used in the treatment of all these tropical things. With um, It had been used for river blindness. They say ivermectin is preferred. So it can be used for this river blindness. Um, what are some of the side effects? Oh, just a few here. Um, these are common side effects, right? Itching, facial swelling, headaches, feeling tired. Other side effects include vision loss and dizziness. It It is a recommended treatment in pregnancy and appears to be safe for the baby. The World Health Organization recommends waiting until after pregnancy for treating when feasible um it is on the world health organization list of essential medicines it is not commonly available in the united states but can be acquired from the center the cdc yeah funny how that works right um yeah i don't know these diseases and these pills these are diseases that are not on patents and stuff that appear to me to be the most common one used and here is the catcher here is a big catcher here okay In this country, you know, they they tell us that our dogs need rabies shots and all kinds of other horrific things. Um, It's, I don't know, in in the United States it's legally licensed that you are bound by law to give your dog a rabies vaccine. Um, Rabies is completely a cooked up disease. But here's the catcher. This one drug that I was just talking about, I wandered off here, um, the last one, this... um, Dithyolcarb Dicar- it's called D I T H Y L C A R B A M A Z I N A. That's another one that they use for this river blindness. If they can't get ivermectin, and it also appears to be safe-, safe for babies, right? Okay, so let me scroll back down to where I was here. Oh, they also say that dogs get heartwormed in this country, right? And the vets are always pushing these expensive heartworm pills. It never made sense to me. I asked, I said, why did my dog need heartworm pills? And they said, well, fleas and um, going near mosquitoes and stuff, your dog can get heartworms. Well, yeah, they probably can get heartworms because the mosquitoes and stuff are probably, I don't know, contaminated with stuff in this country, right? We're We're in a human experiment here. So, yeah, it's possible that dogs are getting heartworms because the mosquitoes are all tainted with these worm business, right? So... And this heartworm medicine is very expensive, right? Well, where'd this heartworm medicine come from? Well, this drug I just told you about. (laughs) This drug that's so cheap to use in Africa, and they have figured out a way to sell it to us here to prevent heartworm, heartworm in our dogs at $100 per pill, right? So this cheap drug that they're murdering with in Africa, they're also giving us to give to our dogs to get rid of heartworm now don't take any veterinary advice from me maybe dogs likely do get heartworm okay but if they get it it's probably because the same reason these other people get heartworm so anyway i am worn out here i'm going to close off here i have a lot more to say about this africa thing. Some just some fascinating things about um why the carters run africa and the deal with calling this worm the serpent worm and and you know here again the bible is the resource right Well, you know, here's the the thing. In order to confirm something being true, you have to look at who the resource is, right? That's why I'm always looking into how did this stuff get started. And if you find the resource is something that has no backing, then how do you not question that, right? And, you know, it is something that is ingrained on everybody's mind to think the Bible is there to help. I would have to say, and this is my personal conclusion from years of research, these people wrote the Bible, okay? It is all a scripted act, and then they could use all of these horrible things going on in Africa and stuff to make people feel good about helping out poor people, really? So yeah, and it all is on the backs of the Bible, and then this serpent business, and I'm getting back to that later, so i got to close for now. Be safe out there. Goodbye for now, kids.